Welcome to another daily live webcast called GenCast, a live show that happens Monday through Friday here on YFELive.com at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, Jennifer Dono, and it's another Members Only Monday, one of my favorite days because we get to feature one of you, a young female entrepreneur. And today's young female entrepreneur is Nicole Lewis, who is on with us right now. She's going to tell us about her new Kickstarter campaign that just got off the ground. So, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Let's go ahead and get started. Thank you for having me. So tell us about this Kickstarter campaign. It's called Turn NYC. And then, so what exactly are you kickstarting with it? Um, I'm trying to raise funds. Um, well, the store is going to be in Brooklyn in Williamsburg. Um, the idea is that every month we'll feature new local designers. So designers who are living and working in New York City will have a chance to rent space in the store. And every month will be a new selection of designers. So at the beginning of the month, we'll um, have a party and people can meet the designers and check out the collections. And um, so the Kickstarter is a way for us to raise some money for build out and um, getting the space set up. So it's kind of like an art gallery almost. Right, yeah, it'll be a way for people, it'll be kind of showcasing and a way for people to sell their collections as well. So cool. And has is there any other examples of other people doing that around Brooklyn or in the New York area, or is this kind of a, f- a new a new idea of how you sell clothing? Um, there's two stores I would say that have kind of similar business models. There's one um, a store downtown in Soho called Market, and they um, rent space to designers, but there's not very much turnover. There are a lot of people that are kind of residences there. It's a really large space. There's about 50 designers. Um, so they have like, the rental um, part of the business model. And there's a store in Manhattan. It's not um, local designers, but they do um, a monthly turnover. So the store is different every month. So it's kind of a combination of both of those. So I want to take it back uh, to how to your background and how you got this idea uh you are not a new york city native right you moved to new york no yep um i've actually been in new york six years now um i moved here from cape cod so big change from small (laughs) town to the city but it's a huge change so why the move um, I actually did an internship here um, in undergrad, working at Us Weekly, and oh, just fine. totally <laughs> fell in love with the city. Yeah, really fun internship. Um, but just there's so much going on, and there's so much to do, and the fast pace, I just, I love it here. Well, and it's funny, when I was reading uh, the your Kickstarter campaign uh, summary, I was thinking of Gene Kelly in, uh, what's the... Uh, singing in the rain when he comes into town and it's like uh gotta dance and he goes around and he comes to the big city to to fulfill his dreams yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i thought it was so cute so anyway um you you moved to new york city and then you went to grad school right in yeah in new york city Um, that wasn't actually in my initial plan i um but i went to lim college last year um got my mba Um, They have a really unique program. It's um, an MBA in fashion management and entrepreneurship. Oh, fun. It's a really specific program, but great for people who want to work in the business and need kind of the business side. I think a lot of people who want to work in fashion have the creative side. 
Um, so this was a good way for me to build up, you know, the finance and the management and um, the business side skills that go along with it. And so why did you, what was the, the decision that got you into the MBA program? Because like you said, it's not your average, you can't exactly go there and then turn around and go work for, you know, just any random company that requires an MBA. Like you said, it's very specific. Why did you choose to do that? Right. Um, I've always been into fashion. I've always been sewing. I've been sewing forever. I think um, for undergrad, I didn't feel confident enough to go into like an art school, say like FIT or um, I think at the time I went and did my undergrad, I didn't have a portfolio. I, I didn't feel strong enough to like present a collection at, you know, 10 years ago. Um, but starting a fashion line is something I've been interested in. Um, but doing the business side for me, it's, I've always had like the 40 hour a week, the regular job. And then you have what you're passionate about and what you're doing in your free time. Um, and getting my MBA was a way to kind of marry starting a business that would be a secure kind of constant thing. And then, use that to kind of boost the creative stuff. Well, that makes sense. So now let's talk about the business model of the store and what it is that you're kickstarting. So like you said, you're going to feature one designer in the store a month and there's other people that are doing it, but it's, it's different renditions of, of the same concept. And so how is it that you're going to be making money doing this? Is, is the designer going to be, be paying rent to you? Are you purchasing wholesale? What does that look like? So, um, Right now, I don't have a space secured right now, but I'm looking at a couple different spaces. Depending on the amount of space we get, um, it'll actually be probably around four designers a month. And the way that I will make money, the store will make money, is designers will pay um, a rental fee and then also a small percentage of consignment on top of that. So they'll bring in their collections, their inventory at the beginning of the month, um, and then it will be sold throughout the month and then they'll pay a percentage on the sales and the rental fee and at the end of the month the collections will turn over new designers will come in well and i really like this idea as far as you know even if a young female entrepreneur that's watching um, maybe her passions in photography or in jewelry or some other form of of products where that's being sold to a consumer i like the idea that uh, you don't you don't have to purchase the inventory outright so you're saving a lot of money and capital. Um, yeah. Now, as far as, I mean, what you're bringing then to the designers is that space. So the designer doesn't have to put out the 5000 I don't, I don't even want to guess what rent is in New York City. Um, but yeah. They don't have to front that money. They just pay a portion of it to you. It's kind of like the co, um, co-consumption economy type of a thing or shared economy. And, uh, and so you're responsible for all of that stuff. So as far as schooling goes, did they teach you about how to, um, uh, product, or what do you call that? Like <laughs> put products out on display and make sure that certain things catch the eye, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like visual merchandising visual and things. Visual merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> that's something that's super interesting to me. Um, we, I didn't have a class on that. Um, it's something I've kind of looked at on my own. Um, and may actually be trying to tap into the LAM undergrads. That is something that they, um, 
they do focus on. They have window competitions in the city, doing windows for Macy's and Bloomingdale's oh. and things. Um, but that's definitely something that that's interesting to me in terms of trying to get people. I think one of the biggest challenges with designers is getting noticed here. It's I think it's hard to get noticed on Etsy or other online platforms where there's just so much. And um, I think everyone wants to be in a store where people can touch and feel and try on and um, kind of interact with the products and the designs and hopefully we can help them out with that. Well, and it's funny you mentioned that, the touch and feel. We talked about this on GenCast a while ago with Bobble Bar. Um, is that how you say it? I'm just totally blanking on it. The jewelry people, you know, that's online. Yeah, uh, yeah it's up here. Yeah, so they have, um, they're now in anthropology. And it, I love, uh, it's, you know, that also brings into it, it's more than just the shared economy. It's collaborating with other designers. So do you, will you handpick these designers? Will you be someone, I mean, do people have to apply to be in the store? Um, are the designers going to work, uh, you know, like, are they going to mix and mingle well so it'll be a specific type of consumer that'll come in one month and be introduced to, you know, other designers, that type of a thing? I am hoping to kind of um, have a hand in curating a little bit in terms of creating some sort of theme or, or an aesthetic every month. Definitely certain collections aren't going to go well with others. Um, once we have kind of nailed down the startup funds and we're nailing down space, that's something that I plan on looking into is my next step would be interacting with all the designers, getting people's input and feedback. Um, we do want the store to be kind of segregated in terms of like designers having their different collections um, in different spaces of the store. And I want them to have an opportunity to customize their space a little bit and have input on um, how it's laid out. Um, but you do want it all to be kind of cohesive and look like one boutique too. So there will be a little curation. That makes sense. Well, all of that really excites me as far as what you can do with fashion and, and merchandising and just all of the different ways people are being, especially young people. I feel like we have a little bit of a corner in the market as far as getting creative with how we're doing retail today. Because obviously retail, starting a, a store that sells items is really hard. I mean, you yeah. have, it's a very capital intensive. And if you're a young person today, you don't necessarily have the funds to get started right away, which is a nice little segue into <laughs> the Kickstarter piece. How did you choose? Uh, because it's a pretty specific goal. It's $30,000, which to me seems like pennies when you're starting a brick and mortar um, business. How did you decide to go with the $30,000? Um, well, my final project at LIM was to write out a business plan for, and I wrote it about turn. Um, in terms of what I have in mind for the layout of the store, I want it to be as much of a blank space as possible. So, and I've looked at a couple spaces in the area that I want to be in in Brooklyn, and I'm trying to raise enough funds to kind of be okay for three months. <laughs> like, of course I would love to be, you know, set, pay a year lease and, and be good. But in terms of um, just getting started and hoping that the feedback follows, I've, I've planned out three months. So um, getting some fixtures in, 
getting a space that's mostly turnkey will need a little um, brushing up. But um, so the amount that we're raising would be enough to survive three months with <laughs> no business and no, you know, um, to hopefully get us off on the right foot. And why did you choose Kickstarter to do this? Especially, I mean, I'm sure, I feel like your Kickstarter campaign started right when they were having the issues with uh, the passwords. Yes. So, it, um, that, yeah. Why Kickstarter and not something like Indiegogo or any other platform? Um, I think Kickstarter does a great job of, on the back end of things, they allow you to, um, like on my end of things, I have a whole analytics page. There's an opportunity to send updates to everybody. They handle the payments. They handle um, everything's kind of intuitive, and they it's all on their end um, in terms of organizing and and giving you kind of a dashboard. So my question is then with Kickstarter, Kickstarter versus Indiegogo. I feel like Kickstarter has a pretty a pretty well-established and robust community as far as people discovering new brands, discovering new products. So yes. for the people that are backing uh, your Kickstarter campaign, do you feel like there's a, a greater percentage of people that are friends and family or there is, you know, um, is there is there some people that you don't know who they are that backed you? Um, right now we're um, about halfway through, it's mostly friends and family and then kind of like two and three degrees out um, with people spreading to their networks and things. Um, not too many strangers right now, but hopefully um, running Kickstarter campaigns like full-time job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, we've had people on here, Nicole, that, uh, I mean, we've had someone that raised a couple million dollars within yeah. a week. And they had a staff of seven working for just the Kickstarter campaign. And like you were telling me before this, this is your job right now. And then you, this is my favorite thing about young female entrepreneurs too, is that it's not just our baby, it's not just our business, but it is the business of our boyfriend, of our kids, of yes. our parents. And so uh, you've enlisted the help of your boyfriend, right? Yes. I think that's awesome. <laughs> and so uh, who's handling what? And I mean, did you just basically say you're gonna help me <laughs> pretty much yes luckily he's been very supportive but um he um does some marketing and and advertising for his job so he's been helping me with we're running some facebook ads to try and generate traffic um to the page and also the kickstarter page is that effective and, uh, so far um we've gotten some click-throughs we haven't seen um it turning into pledges but we've seen um you know we're getting likes on the page through it and so building an audience it's been effective so uh -huh. nicole here's i want to make sure that we end with this today because it's also on our daily action calendar item if you go to dailyactioncalendar.com it's to ask what we can help you with I, I really love this idea I love the passion and everything that you've done leading up to it what can myself young female entrepreneurs and others help you with to make sure you're able to reach your goal in 16 days um, the biggest challenge right now is getting the word out um, I truly still um, we're about halfway through and um, at about 20% of our goal I really believe that if we get the word out enough and people share and, and encourage people to check out the page that we can meet the goal with 
small donations. Um, you know, not everybody has $25 to give, but um, there are pledges for a dollar and five dollars and, and every, literally every dollar is huge help. It's a step in the right direction. Um, so if you have two minutes, check out the page. Um, if you can't donate, try and spread the word, um, let people know. It's definitely, the thing I'm most excited about is building community um, with our store. And so hopefully we can get our goal and reach out to designers and help other entrepreneurs in the city. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us this morning to uh, to talk about your Kickstarter and everything that you've been doing leading up to it. For everyone that's watching, I'm sure they've gotten inspired by some kind of creative out-of-the-box idea uh, based off of your out-of-the-box idea. So where can everyone find out more about the Kickstarter campaign and follow you online? Um, the Facebook page for Turn is... Um, Facebook.com slash TurnNYC. Um, that's also my Twitter is TurnNYC. And if you go straight to the Kickstarter page and you do a search for Turn space NYC, you will see it. It'll pop up and you can I can't click believe it. that you have the name, too, across all of the platforms. Is this something that you got, like, once you got into fashion school or? Um, as soon as I came up with the name, I frantically went across. <laughs> Haven't media. we all done that? <laughs> the URL and the page on everything. So that's awesome. Sure. <laughs> all right, Nicole. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. All right. You've just been watching Nicole Lewis. She is the creator of Turn NYC. Make sure that you check out her Kickstarter campaign and help her spread the word. Today is all about helping out your young female entrepreneur peers. So let's go ahead and do that. If you need some, if you need help with anything, make sure that you comment below this video wherever we're sharing it, and we can all help each other out. This has been Jennifer Dono, the host of uh, what's this called? Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Monday and uh, <laughs> featuring Nicole Lewis of Turn NYC. Make sure that you sign up for our mailing list at yfb.me forward slash mail it. Everyone, thank you so much for showing up live and for watching this video later on YouTube or iTunes. Have a great Monday.